Paul's name before he was called Paul was what? Saul. Saul. And Paul was born a Christian, right? No one's born a Christian, right? Good. Um, he was actually one who attacked the believers in Christ for a while, and then God changed his life. Uh, I've had the privilege to work with youth for over 20 years. I know you think, man, he must start when he was like seven, and you're about right. Um, for 20 years I have. And um, yesterday... You know, one of the great things I love about what I do is getting to watch youth and seeing them get it. They, they get it. It just begins to click and the gospel becomes real in their life and they begin to live it out. And I had lunch yesterday with a young man who 14 years ago or 15, we tried to figure it out, uh, when he was 11, came into my youth group. And he wasn't a, a church kid at all and he came in and... Um, I've known him for 15 years. He's 20, 20 about to turn 26. And um, he's married, been married for two years. And so he called me up and said, hey, man, can we get lunch? And the first half of when we, we just met for lunch, he talked about what God was doing in his life. And, man, it was just one of the best conversations. It was just something. And it wasn't me going, oh, yeah, look what I did, yeah. No, it was just good to see God at work in his life. And this is a, a young man who, um, when he was 15 in my, my youth group, he was having a rough time. His, his, his father had passed away when he was four. And his mom had called me and said, can you t- take him out? He's having a rough time with the wrong crowd. Beginning to do some drugs and stuff. And so I took him out to eat and we talked for a while I thought we had a very good talk and then I didn't see him again for a year and a half that's occurred a couple times in my career Mm. but he came back I really thought he would never come back but he did Uh, and um and our, our friendship has grown. It's a guy, guy that you all know, actually, and he wouldn't mind me to tell you. His name is Justin Keaton. He was at camp this year. He helped, helped, helped serve. So we had a, a great lunch. And they're the type of, when I get talks like that, and I don't get them a lot, but when I get them, I just feel like I'm f- filled up. It's just like, oh, it's just refreshing. It's just, man, it just feels good. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take whatever the day has when I have those. But can I tell y'all, one thing I dread about my job, which I've seen over the past 20 years and I've seen over the past five and a half years here, is students that have sat under my, my te- te- teaching who um, just sort of fade away. They sort of just sort of, you know, a lot of times it's not real abrupt. They just sort of show up less and less. And I try to reach out to them. And then they just stop coming at all. And what's sad is they don't just like stop coming to our church. They just stop church altogether. I, I'm I, honestly, I, I miss them if they go someplace else. But it's great if they go to a different church and connect in. That, that's great. But there's quite a few. And this is I'm not from you know my first 15 years. I wasn't in a small town, so when that occurred, I wouldn't run into these 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 students a lot. But here I do. I see them every day, wherever I... Because it's sort of a small town. Do you all know what I'm, I'm saying? People you don't get along with, you see them all the time. Well, it's not that I don't get along with them. I just, you know, and a lot of times they look at me and then they hide. <laughs> Am I that scary? Really? But they do. A lot to, and, but when some of them, they'll come up and talk to me. And a lot of what I hear said is, man, I know I really need to 
I really need to get back in, in church. And it's just been really busy, and work has been really busy, and um, and just. And can I tell you this? I, I I know this. The world is going to scream for you for the rest of your life. It is going to be so loud in so many ways. I get it. And a lot of times when I talk to some of these students, there's a they, they won't look me in the eye much. It's it's just it it I I, I walk away. Just going, man. I, I hate. I hate what what I do, because you 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 love these these people, and, and they walk away. And you all, there's some in this room right now. Can I tell you this? That you are going to get it. Some of you are well on your way. Some of you think you're not, because you're beating yourself up to death. But you really are doing quite well. Now, don't pat yourself on the back too much. Keep fighting. Some of you really get it. But, you know, some in this room, I'm going to see three years from now, and you're going to see me and walk the other way or look away. And I, I desperately don't want that to occur. I want you to get it. I want you to understand God's love for you. I want you to understand how great our God is. I want you to understand the gift of the Son and know what that means. Know that nothing in this world can satisfy you ever. Now, can I tell you this? This is all... This is all just an intro to where we're going to be today. Because Paul is writing to a group, they're Gentile believers. Gentiles are non-Jews. And he's he's writing to them. And what he writes here is a prayer. We're in chapter 3, verses 14 through 19. He's writing a prayer to them. And this prayer is something that I almost call a blessing. And I don't know if you've ever had somebody pray a blessing over you. But when someone specifically prays for you that God will move in special ways, that God will work in certain ways, that, that, that you will be strong, that you will be brave, that He will bless you, He will work in you. And, and we all don't have folks that pray blessings over us. I understand that. And don't go, oh, my parents don't ever do that. They're just not good parents. No, that's not. not don't, don't say that. I pray it, my kids don't even know it, but when they were younger, for years, I would walk into their rooms when they were asleep, and I would pray a blessing that's found in Numbers chapter 6. Um, it is, it's, it's, it's 24 through 26. Let me just re- re- read it to see it. It says this. It says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. That, that, that first three verses, Lord, lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. For years, I've just gone into my, my kid's room and prayed. They have no idea. They're like, what? Freak? What are you doing? My room. <clears throat> Many of you don't know that, but I've prayed the same prayer for you. And I think sometimes, it, it's not that I, I'm that great and have it all together, because I don't. I struggle. I fall. It's sometimes just hard to get in the Word and just read it. I just feel sometimes just lost. But it's sometimes good for you to know, hey, you know what? Someone has prayed a blessing over me. And I want you to look at this blessing, which I think Paul is... He's written down, but he's praying over these folks because it is it's just as important for us today as it was for them. 
then. Okay? So we're going to start in verse 14. And we're just going to read the scripture first, 14 through 19, to get together. And I'm going to ask you just to stand up with me. Uh, And we do this in honor of, of this word. Let's not forget that the word of God is the word of God. That's a profound statement. I know you're stunned right now by it. So, so let's pray. It's going to be in, starting verse 14. For this re- reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory He may grant you to be strengthened with power through a Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Lord, we just ask for you right now as we talk about your word and the power that's in it, Lord, may we not miss it. May we be attentive, all of us, even myself, to what you're doing and your plan. Lord, may we hear it. May our hearts hear your love for us tonight and believe it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sit down. <clears throat> okay, there's, there's um, specific things here that, that Paul asked God to grant the Ephesians. And, and as he writes, I think he, it, it's a prayer that's asked to grant to us believers. Gentile believers is what we are. Okay, so we can really should be, be, be able to relate this. And it, it's a prayer. We're not going to go into a lot of the first part of the prayer. But it, it says, for this, this reason I bow my knees before the Father. Um, Jews in that time, they didn't bow a whole lot. Bowing and praying wasn't something they did. It wasn't the norm. Bowing was a huge sign of humility. Okay, so he's, man, I'm bowing before God the Father because Paul said, this isn't from me, this is from him. And the only one that can help us is God. Okay, so he's bowing before the Father. And then he says this, he's clarifying, I want you to know who the Father is. He says this, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. The Father of all who is God. He said, hey, I'm bowing before God who has created everybody. And because of Him, everybody is here. Are you with me still? Yes? Yes? Look at me. Right? Okay. Everybody stay with me. Now look at this. There's four requests He makes of God. And I want you to see these requests because they're big. Verse 16. He's the, the first. That according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being. I want to read that again. That according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being. Who's doing all the work here? God. He. His. He. His. But He's doing a work in you. Right? Your inner being. Now what does that mean? Now that is not when a Going gets tough, the tough gets going. I'm going to do this. Okay? That's not necessarily that. It's not self-discipline or the power of positive thinking. It's not every day is Friday. It's not your best life now. It's not, hey, you just you just figure out what's your worth and what's important to you. Look at this clip. Some of you have probably seen this clip before. And I, I, before you show it, it's a clip of someone who's very important that's speaking about something. And what they speak about here is very false. But they're doing it on the platform like they um, are 
God-centered in what they're saying, but they're not. And I want to sh- sh- show you this clip, not to bash somebody, but I want you to sort of see what's being told out there. And a lot of folks suck into this and go, yeah, it's good, it's good. Let's go and hit it. insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, yeah, you can... um... That was the only clip I could find that had that on the end of it. But it's sort of appropriate. Um, God doesn't care if you're happy. He cares if you're holy. That's a false teaching, clear as day, and there's many that come from there. And, and can I tell you all this? There's times when I teach that I may get something off. If it's ever cons- 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 consistent, someone better come up to me and let me know that so I, I can see that they're right and repent and get right. That's why, I, you know, there's a big kick today on, hey, hey, your inner self, man, you can do this. And that's not what this is saying. The first request is for inner spiritual strength that comes from God, for His glory, from His, from His look what it says, from the, the riches of His glory that He may grant, that God may give you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit. It's God's Spirit that is working in you. So what it, it is, is when temptation comes, you re, remember that He who is in you is greater than He who is in the world. When you're struggling and about to fall, you remember that you've been bought with a price, therefore you will honor God with your body. When you want to give up and give in, you are reminded that he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. That's the inner strength that he wants us to have. And Paul is praying over them and over you and me as he teaches on this. God, give them inner strength. Man, I don't know about you, but I need it. Every day when I wake up, I need that inner strength to go, okay, yeah, yeah. Focus. It's it's not about the world. It's it's about God. It's not about me. It's it's about Him. Okay. Let's go on. Verse seventeen. I don't have a lot to share on this, but it's important. So listen. It's it, the verse says this: so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. The first request that He has is that you'll have an, a 
inner spiritual strength. The, the next is that you will have, have a deep faith. You know what it means right here where it says for Christ to dwell in your hearts through faith? And it doesn't mean this. And this is something, I will tell you this, I've, I've taught this for quite a few years. Man, you just need to pray, ask Jesus into your heart, just get that prayer down, and you're good for the rest of, 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 of your life. This, this verse doesn't mean that. You know what this verse means? This means so that Christ may dwell. Dwell means to live, to make his home in you. To make his home. And for him, do you understand? For him to make his home in you, he needs full access to all of you, not part of you. All of you. And so Paul is, sometimes we read this and we can feel beat up, but this is what Paul's praying. Hey, Lord, may you dwell in their lives and give them a deep faith where you're in every aspect of their life. He's praying this blessing over them so they have this deep faith. So my prayer and Paul's prayer for you is that your faith in Christ will be deep and you'll let him into every aspect of it, every part of it, from your home life, church life, when you're alone, when you go to school, when you're in the car with your friends, when you're going for a walk, when you're out doing whatever, every aspect. And look at this third, 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 third request that, that he, he prays. He says that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. This year on December 16th will mark 20 years that my wife and I have been married. It's been over... Dude, you're going, dude, that's a strong, strong woman right there to put it with him. And um, we, we've been engaged for 21 years. And I can tell you I've loved her for 20, 21 years. When I first, when, we, we, get, when we, I, we got engaged, I loved her. But do you know that on the day that we got, got, got married, I loved her more than when I loved her before we were married? And you know that five years into the marriage, before we had kids, five years, I can tell you, man, I loved her a lot more then. And after we had our first child, I loved her more. I can't explain it, but I did. After three kids, I loved her more. After we've gotten two more and we've just gotten home, can I tell you, I love her so much more today than I did that that first Five years, it doesn't even compare. This, it, it, it's, it's grown. And I'm pretty sure five years from now, I'll be saying the same thing about today compared to then. I, I love her more. But even the love I have for her, as great as it is, I think, and you're all going, wow, dude, that is some love. Okay? Doesn't compare to how much God loves you and me. It doesn't even begin to care to compare how much he loves us. And God's love doesn't grow. It's there. Full out there from the start. Everything you could ever want from God. You may feel it more, but he's given the same amount of love to you. And it's described here in four ways. Um, it's, it's, It's breadth. And breadth means what? Do you know what? It's breadth. That's an, an old school term. It means width. Okay, okay. So it deals with width. It deals with length. Okay, width, length, height, and depth. Okay, so it's, it's like a, a big cube type thing. It describes it. And there's one guy, an author, 
that writes this about the four dimensions just for us to sort of grasp this better because y'all hear the term love all the time it's just it's you hear people say it they're 12 and they go i love you that's junk that ain't love dummies okay now um but you hear all the time i I love you i hate you i love you. you know it's just it's jacked up God's love is, is something. This is what it says about it. He, this is what he wrote. He says that it's a love which is so wide, it's enough to embrace the world. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's a love that's so long, the length is so long, that it lasts forever. You can't grasp forever. I can't grasp. We... we it, it, it's forever. It says love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. First Corinthians thirteen seven and eight. It lasts forever. It's a love that's high enough to take a sinner to heaven, and deep enough to take Christ to the very depths of the lowest of sinners and save them. It's that wide. You know, the word says where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. It just makes no... God, He loves us. We rebel against them, and He loves us still. These four terms describe an infinite, really almost un, not understandable type of love. But can I tell you this? I don't know what you've been through this week or this year or what you think or what your home life is like or what, if it's great or not great. Can I tell you this? Um... God loves you, no doubt. God cre- created you with a plan and a purpose that, that before that you were formed in the womb, it says that he knew you. Man, do not miss what Paul is saying there. He wants you, the request is that you will grasp, just begin to start to understand the love of Christ. Man, that's what I want in my life. Because when I start to really believe in the love of Christ, that affects the way that I live. Righteousness is easier for me when I have faith and believe that God loves me for who I am in spite of who I am. Because some of you go, man, I can't be loved. No way. Yeah. yeah. You, you may not be that great, but God is that great. Don't limit who, who God is. And the final request is this. Verse 19, And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Man, I want to be filled with the fullness of God. Dude, I don't know about you, but that, that's what I want. And this is what the fullness, I sort of ask myself, okay, what does the full fullness of God look like? And this is what it looks like when your choices reflect that Jesus is enough. That's the fullness of God. When you believe that God is bit bigger. When you understand the only good in you comes from God above. When you strive not for your happiness but for your holiness. When you serve not yourself but others for God's glory. And when it's not about you, it's all about God. That's sort of what the fullness of God looks like. And it's, it's something you will fight and strive for for the rest of your life. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm there. Ch- ch- check it off. No, that's what you fight and that's what you strive for. So let me repeat these four 
blessings that he prays over them for inner spiritual strength, for a deep faith where Christ dwells in you, all of you, that you'll grasp the love of Christ and that you will know the fullness of God and how good he is and how things of this world, you might start to eat it, but they're bitter. They turn out bitter and they fade away. They won't fill you. They will never satisfy you. He will. He will. I'm going to ask for every head bowed and eyes closed tonight because I want to um, just give you, you may um, have some, some, something that was shared tonight that goes, you know what, I need that in my life. I need that in my life. I want to share a couple things. Um, some of you need to be empowered with an inner strength that doesn't come from you but comes from God. And you just go, man, I need that in my life right now. And with all heads bowed and eyes closed right now, if that's you going, man, I need that inner strength from God. Just look, I just want to be able to pray for you tonight. If you can just look up, meet eyes with me. Okay, I see you. I see you. I'm looking on the left side right now. If I don't see you on the left side, wave your hand. Okay, gotcha. The right side. Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, I want to pray for this group right now. Dear God, I, I just ask for, um, for, for these that, that looked up. Lord, I just ask that you will give an inner strength that only comes from you. May they know that you're real. May your spirit emp- emp- empower them. Give, give them strength. Give them courage. Give them clarity on who you are. Lord, I just ask that you will bless them in a mighty way for your honor and glory. Heads still bowed. I want to ask. There might be a group here that some of you just need a deep faith. You just need to allow Jesus Christ to live in in all access of your life. All access. Not just part. And you know you've only been given part. But you need to give him all. If that's you, I just want to be able to pray. Just look up and meet eyes with me. Okay. 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 Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Anybody else? Raise your hand if I missed you. Okay. Dear God, I just lift up those that looked up. Um, Lord, I just ask that you will, you will, Lord, just that you will move into their life in such a mighty way that they want to get rid of everything that's not of you. That they, even if they're ashamed, that they will draw near to you and that you will just do a mighty work in them. Lord, I thank you that you're big enough. I thank you that you care where we are in the midst of, of this thing called life. So one last group I want to um, I, I, I want to sort of ask and keep your heads bad for this last one, but some of you need to understand how much he loves you. And some of you maybe tonight just needed somebody to, to let you know that. And a, hu- a human voice to say, hey, God loves you for who you are. Quit trying to be someone you're not. You need to understand and believe how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is for you. And if that's you, just look up at me real quick. Meet me eyes, okay? Okay, all right. Okay. Anybody else? Gotcha. Gotcha. Anybody else? Okay. Dear God. 
we thank you for the gift of your son. Lord, I thank you for everybody who, who this time looked up and, and, and just just need to know that you love them. Lord, may your your love through your word, through your your people, through your church, through amazing ways, Lord, may it just be, be, be seen clearly by them, felt by them, to know that the love from you is so much better than anything else and nothing compares to it. Lord, I just ask that you will just impact and, and empower them. And Lord, for this group that's here tonight, Lord, I just ask that you'll bless them, that your spirit will move, that you will just um, empower them to live for you, that you will bless them. Lord, if times are tough and they're hurt, Lord, give them help, uh, protect them, guide them. Uh, Lord, may they live for you. May be, they all be the ones who get it, not so that I can brag, but that you can have glory all over this town because of what you're doing in their lives. I thank you for each one. Lord, you made them. You love them. Uh, and you love us all. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.